Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. I'm coming at you live from my studio, a.k.a. the kitchen table. Um, My bad for being a little late this week, but thanks for listening anyway. um, I recently got, I have two topics today. The first one is around a recent experience where I was in a professional setting and I had a choice of whether or not I was going to respond to something or react. So I want to talk a little bit about what responding means and what reacting means. So responding, layperson's terms, is um, typically a more thoughtful, intentional, um, kind of spaced out engagement with a conversation or a person. So it tends to be less dynamic than uh, reacting. Um, It tends to be more calm and uh, the ability for an exchange to uh, take place or occur that allows people to save their thoughts without feeling like they need to snap and pop back really quickly. Reacting, on the other hand, tends to be something that's quick. It's oftentimes lacking in thought. And that doesn't mean it's thoughtless, but it lacks in a depth of thought and nuance that you would normally have if you um, respond to something. Um, it's often also coupled with a level of tension and may cause regret and may make you want to eat your words when you react to something or have to apologize later. So I was thinking, what are ways that I, I've done both of these things, reacting and responding. Um, Certainly the idea of responding has gotten me significantly further in my career, in my personal life with family, friends, loved ones. Um, But there are times when you're just like, I just need to react because you need to see me flash on you real quick because you're coming out of pocket. But I wanted to think of how how have I disrupted the narrative of reacting to a situation? And uh, sometimes when you react, it's out of emotion because you've heard something and you need to get something out of your mouth or out of your mind very quickly. Um, But here's a few ways that I have come up with um, to think of how to disrupt the reacting part of me. So hopefully some of this, you'll find this helpful for you. Um, And feel free to like later on, after you hear this, slide into my DMs or um, uh, message me on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what your thoughts are or comment on the post that has this episode. So ways to disrupt. Number one, walk away. Um, I think we forget something as easy as moving our body and walking away from a situation because we may feel stuck and that we have to react and say exactly what's on our mind at the, at the time that it comes to our mind. We can walk away. Um, I've dealt with many situations where I have um, wanted to walk away and didn't feel the power or the agency to literally get up and walk away because I felt like I have to stay in this because somebody invited me to this conversation. I used the word invite very loosely. Um, they invited me to a debate and I chose to attend. Even if I didn't want to, I didn't always feel like I had the power to walk away and move away from that. Um, But now as I um, come into this ripe age that I just turned because it was recently my birthday, I realized I don't need to stand here and take your shit, uh, period. Um, And sometimes it's me literally walking away. That's sometimes me being like, well, all right, and changing the subject, which I have done um, since my birthday. My birthday was only a week, less than a week ago. Um, other ways to disrupt choosing to breathe. I noticed that our times, there are always those memes on Instagram where it's like, Hey sis, unclench your, unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, sit back and take a breath. And so sometimes pausing to breathe and actually pay attention to like 
the in and out of your breath, whether it be in your nose, out your mouth, or whatever the case may be, choosing to breathe can disrupt and interrupt that reacting um, natural response that we want to because we forget to breathe, everything goes out the window, and you just see red. Um, But choosing to breathe is a a very simple way to do that. Um, Relaxing your jaw, sometimes closing your eyes for a little bit more than one second or one blink, and then choosing to let your shoulders relax for just a moment and be in the space where you are moving towards a response versus a reaction. Um, Let the other person know that you've heard what they said, but that you're trying to figure out what and how to respond with what's on your mind. So you acknowledge the person that I heard what you said. I'm not sure exactly what to say. And realizing that simply because you say you're not sure you're saying to the other person, I'm not sure what to say, doesn't mean that you lose any leverage or anything in the conversation. It just says you're probably smart enough to be able to realize I can't talk to you the way that I want to talk to you in my mind because that will get me fired or that would maybe have me catch a case if we're being really dramatic. But it at least signals to the other person, I heard you. I'm trying to figure out what to say. And sometimes that's because you want to preserve the relationship regardless of the type of relationship it ooh, excuse me regardless of the type of relationship it is you still want to preserve that so sometimes just acknowledging it out loud like i heard you i'm trying to think uh, and i want to be smart about the things that i say um another way to disrupt the reacting um try to consider the message over the messenger and that's super hard sometimes because you're looking at the person saying those words to you but It's really the words that have got us to this maybe elevated state of wanting to pop off or say something. Um, Consider the message, the actual words. And is it true? And are you getting hyped up and getting ready to react because what the other person is saying is something that is true and you don't want it to be true? So you can't always do that in the moment to be like, oh, let me consider the message over the messenger because that sounds lofty. But when we step back and usually it's after a situation, you think, you know, what they said was true. And maybe I didn't like how they said it to me as I shake my head right now as I record. Um, But what they said was legit. So thinking of the actual message um, and trying to pull away from the emotion or the stinkness of the way that the person delivered the message. Um, Let's see. I've got three more points on the how to disrupt or ways to disrupt. Um, Pause for like five or six seconds before you open your mouth. Maybe that's pausing to breathe. Maybe that's pausing to realize that I'm about to react and what I want to do is respond. Um, and low key, that makes people a little bit nervous when you're just silent. So someone may, ha- may have said something or they're trying to rile you up and you maybe look at them, maybe you don't, and you're just quiet for a moment because you realize the only thing that you can be in tro- control of is what you say, and how you say it. So pausing that five to six seconds before you even open your mouth can sometimes do a world of good. Um, And again, it throws the other person off because if you're a person who regularly reacts to a situation versus responding to one, people will expect you to say something immediately. So use that as a tactic for yourself, and but it also gives you a little bit of time to think and collect your thoughts, even if just for a moment. Um... Think big picture when you want to disrupt. And these are all things, it's easy for me to say these things. I have a list in front of me that I'm reading through. They're not always at the forefront of your mind when you're in a situation. But think big picture. 
how much does this one thing or this one situation matter compared to, compared to the larger scheme of things? And are you going to regret the things that you've said after they've come out your mouth? Because once they're out, you cannot take them back. You can apologize, you can do those things, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, the big picture, is this super important for you to, to, to cape for, to go hard for, the thing that you're going to die for? Usually it's not. Usually it's those things that are, um, it rolls into my last point, um, the emotion of it behind it is what oftentimes throws us off balance. And how can we, in those moments where we want to react, but really the responding, our response is really what's going to be effective and it's going to be heard, is when we consider the blend of the emotion and logic um, and how does that, the blend of the emotion and logic lead us to the goal of being heard and hopefully understood? You cannot guarantee that someone's going to understand you, but there certainly, if you practice how your emotions and your logic play in, um, as a person who's more logical than emotional, I tend to lean more towards the logic, but um, the places, all the places that I've worked lean a little bit more towards the emotional. So I have to figure out how do I navigate and juggle my logic with how people, you know, how they want to be spoken to, what's what's going to allow for me to be heard and the things that I'm going to say to really be impactful, impactful for the other person, excuse me. But those, I think for me, those have been super helpful. And I thought I wanted to share those with you as ways to disrupt kind of a reacting spirit, if you will, so that you can move toward more towards being a responder and being responsive to situations, being responsive to conversations. Because I've learned that over time, as I've moved away from reacting and more to responding, people can hear me louder. And not because my voice has been raised, but because they know that I'm going to have a calm demeanor about me and we're going to be able to actually engage in conversation. So hopefully those are helpful. Here's a few reminders um, with this, regard to the conversation of responding versus reacting. You know, like I said before, you don't have to attend every argument or debate that you're invited to. And people will love to do that. They love to want to get you all worked up. And sometimes you just say, thank you for that. And then you move on to the next thing. You're like, that's really something to think about. I, I appreciate you saying that. And then you move on. Um, number one, it doesn't force you to be in a conversation that maybe you don't want to be in and you're not prepared for. And number two, again, it throws the other person off sometimes. And sometimes you just got to shake the table a little bit for somebody to be thrown off. So there's that. Um, you have to, you have another reminder, you have the, the right to decide if you want to put on your clown makeup and your clown clothing in your own life. If you want to be out here clowning and acting a fool and popping off and reacting and acting like you don't have the sense that God gave you, then um, you have the right to decide to do that. But on the flip side, you have the right to decide not to be out here clowning, clowning and looking a mess, period. And last but not least on this topic, as always, words mean things. So when we respond or when we react, those words mean things, as I mentioned maybe two or three episodes ago. So there's that. All right. So thing number two. Um, this may be a little bit quick. So I just had a birthday recently. It was a milestone birthday. Um, let me stop being afraid. I hit 40. Um, super grateful to be at this age and thankfully not look it. So shout out to God because black don't crack. Shout out to my mama for making that happen. Um, but there are a few lessons that I thought of when, um, you know, you get introspective on your birthday, especially if it's like a milestone birthday. 
Um, the first lesson that I thought about in the first thing is sometimes you got to shoot your shot. So quick example, we were at the airport getting ready to go to Mexico for my birthday because that's what I wanted to do. Low-key low key long weekend in Mexico with a pool and drinks. And we're at the airport and I am frugal. So I didn't want to check my bag because it costs, you know, more money than necessary because the plane is already going there. You don't have to put in more fuel before, because I have a 25, 25 pound bag, sir or madam or person. But anywho, so I took my carry on through TSA PreCheck. Shout out to TSA PreCheck. Um, although everybody's getting it now, so those lines are a little bit longer than necessary, but I like not taking off my shoes. Um, but we get up to the counter and I ask the woman, the first question I ask when I go up is, um, are you all checking back, gate checking bags? Um, because if, if this is a full flight, I imagine we'll run out of space overhead. And she was like, yeah, thanks for volunteering. You reminded me here, you can check your bag for free. And I said, Hey, that's 25 to $30. I don't have to pay for that. Cause I was like, I can put it up in the thing cause it's not heavy, but if you're going to go ahead and check it for me for free, all by all means. So she did that, tagged the bag. I went and sat back down and I was like, you know what? This is my birthday. Let me shoot my shot. So I went up there and I said, you know what? I'm shooting my shot right now and it's totally okay if you say no and can't make it happen. But can we have an upgrade because it's my birthday tomorrow? And this woman looks at me and she was like, sure. And I was like, hey, hallelujah. So she's like, I just need to see your passport because we can use your seats because we're trying to sit a family together. So we got upgraded to the premium section of the flight and got free drinks on the flight there, more leg room, etc. And we got our drinks earlier because we were sitting to the front of the plane. Now, mind you, I'm not like a big baller in terms of status for this particular airline, but who cares? Sometimes when you make bold requests and bold actions, you get bold results. So don't forget that if it's your birthday or not. So sometimes you got to ask for big things and expect big things. And sometimes they'll happen and sometimes they won't. So there's that. Um, another reminder for my birthday in terms of lessons, uh, it's okay to say no and to change your mind when you want to, and you don't have to apologize for anything. While we were in Mexico, ended up meeting up with a, a friend that I, I use the term friend loosely, but we're just, you know, kind of re getting to know each other. in um, now that we're both in our forties, we went to K to 12 together and I was like, hey, we're going to be in town. I know you just moved here. You want to grab dinner with your partner and wife and I. And he was like, yeah, that would be great. You know, we had a, a really good time, ended up hanging out for two you know, separate days, went to the pool. Um, there was a point at which I was like, oh, my gosh, I was feeling a little tipsy. We should hang out later tonight and go like to like the neighborhood and have a good time. And then I sobered up about an hour later. And then I was like, you know what? I was tripping. I made a decision um, when my extrovert self was out and I don't want to go out tonight. I want to stay in and watch TV with wife after we have dinner. Thanks. And they were totally understanding of that because I don't think they really wanted to go out either. But excuse me, I didn't need to apologize for something, a decision that I had made earlier, as small of a, of a decision as it was. Um, another lesson, celebrate the way that you want to. I love that my family and friends honor and respect the fact of how I want to celebrate because it's always been like, I want to do a low key thing. Like low key is in like no more than like three or four other people if there's other people there besides wife and I. But I love that they let me, they let me, I'm grown, I can do what I want, but I love that they honor and respect that and don't try to push me to have something larger than what I want to have because those situations, even if there is a party or a celebration, to me, they're stressful, and I don't want to be stressed on my birthday. 
Um, so get you some friends who can honor and respect the way that you want to celebrate and aren't pushing you for that. And we'll do it in small ways even after your birthday. So thankfully I've got a number of dinners planned for later this month because my friends know I don't always want to do the big stuff. Um, I never want to do the big stuff, to be honest, and I appreciate that they can honor that. Let's see. Two more points and reminders. Um, One is about boundaries and thinking about when I have boundaries in place in my life. Um, My life navigates with more ease when I'm able to say, no, thank you, or I don't want to do that. Um, I'm not really interested in that. And honoring myself in that and remembering to check and adjust those boundaries as necessary. It's just something that's been on my mind for my birthday of like, how do I want to set up this next year of my life and what boundaries do I need to shore up, establish or reestablish so that I feel good about the direction that I'm going in my friendships, um, the relationship that I have with myself and my body and the boundaries that I need to create to honor those things. Um, And the last one that I had in terms of lessons and things to remember is um, checking my ego at the door um, in some situations because the ego will have you out here messed up, like high key, like you'll be out here thinking you like, you know, the bees knees and can't nothing touch you. And then you'll get really um, a a gentle or not so gentle smackdown that will remind you that... um, you are human just like everybody else and you make mistakes like everybody else. And so sometimes we have to have that inner conversation with ourselves, um, to let you know that calm down. Um, you are the shit, but you're not the shit for everybody. You can be that for yourself. Um, and that's all that you really have control over. You don't have control over creating somebody else's boundaries or standards. Um, and, they, what you're responsible for is having boundaries and standards for yourself, but your ego will have you out here messed up thinking that your stuff don't stink and it really smells like manure. So remember that, um, the things that you can control are yourself and how you respond to situations. Um, I don't have any podcast recommendation or book recommendations, um, for this episode because I was busy, like disconnecting from lots of things when I was on my vacation. So there's that. Hopefully I'll have a few next weeks. I've already listened to some stuff or I have some stuff in the queue that I just didn't listen to because I wanted to be present for my birthday. So thanks for listening um, to this week's episode. Again, my bad, and thank you that it's a little bit late. Um, You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Two Quick Things. Slide in my DMs if you have questions. Share the podcast. If you want to review it on any of the platforms that I'm on, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, um, there's another, there's, if you're listening to this, as I keep saying, if you're listening right now, you already know where to find this. So thank you for listening. Share it with a friend. If there's any topics that you want to hear me talk about or questions that you have, let me know. If not, again, I will be back, uh, next week with another episode. Thanks. Bye.